Hello and welcome to Just Jets episode number 148. What is going on? I am Matt O'Leary. Going to be hanging out with you here for this episode of a, uh, a State of the Union. Just like, uh, please praying for dear life that the Jets can come out and make the playoffs. We'll get into the season being on the line. The Jacksonville Jaguars coming up on Thursday Night Football. Some primetime New York Jets. And of course, your voicemails. But before all of that. Hey, fellas, this episode of Just Jets is brought to you by our favorite producers of ball trimmers, Manscaped, the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming, are leaving 2022 with brand new products, Preserve Cologne and Preserve Body Wash. 2023 is the year, is the year to up your hygiene game and smell amazing, and Manscaped wants to help you by doing so with this special offer, use my code JETS20, that is J-E-T-S-2-0, for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Take the leap into the new year and join these 7 million men who already trusted Manscaped. Pick yourself up something nice. All right, guys. The New York Jets season is on the line for Thursday. And what sucks is, remember early on in the year, we were talking about, oh, all we want to see from the New York Jets is, is meaningful December football. And we got to meaningful December football, and I hate it. Not really. No, I just wish there was a better result here because the New York Jets are losers of three in a row and are now playing for their playoff hopes. They have to win out, and they need some help. Uh, could they lose one more and maybe make the playoffs? I, I guess, but that is going to also need a crazy, crazy finish to uh, get back in the mix there. But the biggest thing for me now is can you respond or how can you respond when your season is legitimately on the ropes, on the ropes uh, against the Jacksonville Jaguars, a team that is scorching, scorching, scorching hot. They just upset the Dallas Cowboys this past week. Uh, and Trevor Lawrence, since week nine, has 14 touchdowns to one interception. The guy's been on an absolute run over the last six games, seven games. He's been unbelievable. He's starting to click now. Uh, and the Jets, well... They're coming off a tough loss, a game that I'm sure you've heard my take on it by now. But if not, it, it was an opportunity left on the table for this New York Jets team. Uh, whether you want to point to the quarterback, the offensive line, the play calling, the head coaching decisions with the timeout and the, and the clock management at the end of the game, um, the defense blowing an assignment on fourth and inches. Uh, you want to get into Braden Man absolutely stinking. All these things are absolutely true and all tie together on why they lost. There wasn't one particular thing that lost in that game, but you have to have a short memory, memory especially on a short week, because now you got to put that behind you. You're playing tomorrow. By the time you're listening to this, you got a game tomorrow. And your season's on the line at home in your own building on a rainy day, on a rainy Thursday night. The Jets will be in all black. Is it all black for their funerals for the 2022 season? Or is it just going to be a show under the lights at MetLife Stadium? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm nervous as all hell. Uh, I'd rather be nervous, though. For Like, for instance, this past week against the Lions, I was nervous as hell. This week, I'm nervous as hell. I would rather this feeling than what it was the last couple of years when you were just completely numb 
and like sometimes like rooting for draft positioning at the time of recording this uh, we always record a day early so December 20th 2020 so two years ago today the Jets won against the Los Angeles Rams to improve their record to one and 13 which that win would end up costing the New York Jets Trevor Lawrence and go figure that's who you're playing this week it's frustrating as all hell but You can't live in the past, and right now, as we mentioned, the only team with a quarterback that is starting games for that second year uh, draft class that has a shot at the playoffs. Ah, That's not true. Mac Jones, I guess. But Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields in particular, the two have taken the big big step. Probably not going to be in the playoffs. Maybe the Jets aren't either, but. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just nervous for this game, guys. I'm allowed, Matt, I'm allowed to be nervous for this one. And it's a good nervous. I'd rather do this than it'd be like, oh, well. Argue, remember last, like around this time last year, we were arguing if like George Karloftis was good or not and worthy of a top 10 pick. Um, if Sauce Gardner was worth a top 10 pick or not. Um, that was obviously a yes. Um, Jermaine Johnson, was that going to be the pick for the Jets at four? Were they going to go Garrett Wilson or offensive line? I, I, Iki Aquanu and uh, Linderbaum get both of them. Remember that? I'd rather this. I'd much rather this. And at 7-7, seven and seven, you're still very much alive. I've seen a lot of people say this on Twitter, and it kind of does feel a little reminiscent of two different things. I've seen two. We'll start with the negative and then go to the positive. The negative one Feels I've seen people say, well, this kind of reminds you of 2015 when the last week of the year, the New York Jets had a win and in situation against a divisional rival and then blew it on the road in Buffalo. Gross. I hope that's not the case. And then I've also seen those who said uh, this seven and uh, they remembered a, a seven and seven team with a young quarterback and then the coach declared it over and then they would end up winning two more games and getting into the playoffs. Remember that? 2009 Jets. That was a lot more fun. They lost to the Atlanta Falcons at home in a game that kind of felt similar to the one this past week. Uh, You had the the Mark Sanchez bomb to Braylon Edwards for a big touchdown, and then the offense didn't really do a whole lot. I think they lost 10-7. I don't remember the score off the top of my head. My guess is 10-7. I'll look it up right now. Jets 2009. Well, I'm talking here. Um, I'm 99% positive they lost that game 10-7. Uh, they did. Wow. Good memory for me, Uh, which was also on December 20th, 2009, which is how many years ago? 13? Yeah, 13 years ago today, the New York Jets lost to the Atlanta Falcons, and then they'd go beat the Indianapolis Colts 29-15. And then in that win and in situation against the Cincinnati Bengals, they won 37 zip, 37 zip. They closed out old giant stadium with a bang. And then they beat the Cincinnati Bengals in the first round of the playoffs, 24, 14. Uh, That was a good one. That was a fun team. And I'm hoping that this is ends up what, what ends up happening with the jets, but uh, it's a little bit of a bummer. I'm a little sad because if they were to miss the playoffs, obviously, you know, rooting for them to make the playoffs and they are still very much alive, but from going at one point five and two and then two and five, it stinks. And injuries play such a big factor in that. That's such a big reason why they are where they are. 
losing AVT and Brees Hall is a damaging blow. And yeah, they got the seven and four, which is great. But things really then fell apart after that. That's incredibly tough to lose your two best offensive players and survive. And yet they are still kicking. They are still kicking. And your biggest coaching gripe right now is a timeout situation that he botched. And the reason why he botched it, he got it wrong, but he was there was a method to the madness. It's not like he forgot how many timeouts there were. It was uh, it was poor management. And to do it with the three different starting quarterbacks, uh, you had Flacco and then Wilson, then White, and then back to Wilson. And who knows, maybe you end up going back to Mike White, who he's not cleared to play against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So it is going to be Zach Wilson this week. It's just, it's this season's been an, an absolute roller coaster ride, but it almost feels like it would be a squandered opportunity. Which is the whole, I mean, I've kind of talked myself in a circle here, but the, the point that I wanted to make is that it feels like the season's on the line. And I don't want this season to be over. I don't want it to be over in three weeks, selfishly. This has been the most fun that I've had as a Jets fan in a very, very long time. 2015 ride was fun at 10 and 6, but it didn't, you know, necessarily have the same feel because it was a, veter- it was a veteran group. Um, this is a young group, a young coaching staff and a fun, likable team that it feels like this is only the beginning. And I guess you could find that silver lining uh, if they were to miss the playoffs. But selfishly, I want them to be ahead of schedule, and I want them to make that, the playoffs. So it all starts this week against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who, again, as I mentioned, they, Trevor Lawrence has been incredibly hot. I will say my little preview that I'll give you right now, because we'll have to do uh, a more of a preview later on, really break down this game, but my my real preview is you're going to have to throw again. You're going to have to because this defense from the Jaguars against the pass is atrocious, one of the worst in the league. They give up a ton of passing yards. The defensive DVOA isn't good. The pass defensive DVOA is dead last, 32 of 32. They've given up a ton of passing touchdowns. You got to find a way to figure it out. And Zach might not be fixed. He's nowhere close to a finished product, obviously. But even if you're an optimistic Zach guy, he's not, and he's, you want to admit that he's not fixed, you got to do just enough in order to uh, get it done. That's my thing to Zach Wilson and this team. Just do enough. I don't care if you win ugly. I don't care if the game's 3 nothing and you win. Just keep your season alive. Keep it afloat through Christmas. Because if you lose the game and you drop four in a row and you drop the seven and eight, it's going to leave a really tough taste in your mouth going into Christmas, which is not what you want. You want the 10 days off. You want maybe Mike White to get healthy and then he can play in Seattle. Or who knows? Maybe Zach Wilson has two versions or two halves of what we saw in the first half. And you get like, I don't know, 400 yards and three or four passing touchdowns. You go, all right, we got to ride the hot hand, I guess, and keep throwing Zach out there. Who knows? But for right now, I want this season to remain alive. Um, and someone that I want to talk about with you again this week, someone that I've been keeping a close eye on is Garrett Wilson, who is, in my opinion now, the for sure the offensive rookie of the year. Um, and we've been looking at him over on Mojo, the stock exchange for NFL and college football players. He's up again this week. He's selling at over 15 bucks, 15.66, uh, which is a nice number for him. And we watched just 
the his price continue to go up. I love what he's done this year. He's produced with three different quarterbacks. He had big games with with Zach. He's had big games with uh, with Mike White. He's had big games with Joe Flacco. It's incredible, incredible stuff. It is, and I'm so happy for him. I'm so happy that the Jets have this kind of dynamic playmaker because it hasn't been that way for a very, very long time. So if you're interested, check out the link down below in the description to sign up for Mojo today, and you can invest in your favorite players on the Mojo Stock Exchange. Without further ado, let's hop into those voicemails. All right, we're going to go out to Dante in Georgia. He wants to talk about Zach not doing enough against the bad defense. Hey, Matt. Dante from Georgia. Uh, I don't have a question as of now. Maybe as I ramble, I might form one. That's okay. Uh, but I'm calling just to rant, man. Uh, this sucks, dude. I hate seeing Zach play football, dude. I, I hate it. Um, the defense choked today, which is ultimately, I guess, why we lost, because they just let up that big-ass play at the end of the game. Um, but, I mean, a bottom... The, the biggest argument or, you know, that people would use to defend Zach was, well, he played all these good defenses. He played all these good defenses. And then, okay, we throw him in to Detroit, a bottom defense in the league, and puts up 17 points. I don't care if he made a good throw to CJ. I don't care if he made a good throw to Garrett. I don't care. You put up 17 points against a bottom defense as a number two overall pick. I don't want to see him play football again. I honestly didn't even watch the game today. I was watching highlights of, like, you know, when they would post a clip of, like, a play or something, and my friends were giving me the play-by-play because I will not watch a game that Zach Wilson is the quarterback of. And maybe that makes me a bad fan. I don't know. It probably does. But I'm not going to waste my Sundays watching that bum play play quarterback. I'm not doing it. Um, So I guess one of my questions is what do we do – next season. Do you think we should give Mike White the job, give him a full off season, maybe draft some people, put around him, solidify them, maybe get younger in the linebacker department during the draft or free agency or, you know, like I said, put White behind center, start the season with him. Do you think we trade for a veteran? But I don't think we'll be in a position to draft another quarterback. The quarterback because we can't draft quarterbacks. Um, but that's my question. What's the next step? Maybe you'll defend Zach today. I, I don't know. Um, I Maybe I'll actually sit down and watch the game tomorrow. I have no idea. I just want to rant. This this was our playoff hopes. This was our playoff hopes, and it didn't work. Because And I'm going to blame it on Zach, but that's just me because I'm a hater. All right, go Jeff. Well, he admitted at the end a little bit. And look, I think Zach does deserve blame for the the loss. He doesn't get away scot free. He doesn't. I, I've seen people online say that, oh, you can't blame Zach for the for the game on Sunday. Sure, you can. He had a bad interception, uh, and you missed five throws probably. I like Zach Wilson, and I don't think he's a finished product. But as of right now, that wasn't good enough. It just flat out wasn't against a really bad defense. He missed too many plays. And for next year, I you can go for a, a vet. I don't think they're going to draft a, a quarterback early. Maybe pair a mid-round guy with Mike White uh, and Zach. But that, that kind of goes into my point. I think it's going to be Mike White and Zach Wilson going into next year. They figure out between the two. 
which one of these guys is going to be the starter. Is it going to be Mike White, who you know what you're getting at least, and he could be like your own version of Jimmy G? Or is it going to be a um, fixed version of Zach Wilson? He's got a ways to go because he missed too many easy things. He makes the easy things look hard. It's just the reality. It sucks, but that's that's where he is right now. It's it wasn't it wasn't good enough. Josh from Idaho says this loss isn't all on Zach. He wants to get into the entire offense. Hey Matt, this is Josh from Idaho, and I'm just calling about Zach Wilson's performance. And uh, I just don't get how like there's some content creators. I'm not going to say any names. I know you like them. Uh, are literally dog shit on Zach and saying that he losses the game and uh, that he didn't do anything for us and like what the hell like he actually put better q quarterback rating than mike white had the last two losses he had and i get it zach was inaccurate he could have had some throws back but how many third and longs did he make today like crucial spots and i know some catches were lucky whatever fell in the right spot but where's the run game where's the defense like at least mike white had a run game the last two losses that he had like why are we sitting here dog shitting on Zach when he did as best as he could. Like, I get it. It's the Lions. Yeah, they should have won. They have won the worst defenses. But they're they're a hot team right now. They're not playing like the bottom defense these last few games. They've been doing good. So to blame the whole loss on Zach is not okay. And, like, I think Mike White should start over Zach, but you can't be shitting on him when he did his best today. That's all I got to say, man. Yeah. Um, I get it. And you're right. I think some are too, are too overcritical, but he didn't do – Enough. He didn't. He, he did not do enough. You got to be able to make some of the throws that uh, were were open for him, and, and there were opportunities there. He probably left seventy five, a hundred yards on the field. That can't happen, man. And again, I I like I like Zach. I want Zach to work out, but Mike White has been more more consistent this year. And I wasn't a Mike White guy. I, I think it's a very different version of what we saw from him. Hell, even in preseason. The guy was the worst quarterback the Jets had in the preseason. Strebler looked better. Flacco looked better. You only saw Zach for two drives, and that wasn't great. But Mike White stunk in the preseason, but something clicked for him. He's getting the ball out quickly. He's getting the ball in his playmaker's hands, and he's standing in there and making big throws in the pocket, which is important. And the effort hasn't wasn't good enough for him, Zach. I hope it's better this week because they need him. Mike White's not going to play. He, I, I know he's searching for some doctor who's going to clear him. It's not going to happen. And with all his busted ribs behind this off, the state of the offensive line right now, he's just going to take another shot. And I know that's going to be the... the I, I've seen it and heard it all with why it's not Zach's fault in the, the offensive line. And yeah, the offensive line isn't good enough. And yes, there were instances where the offensive line was at fault, for uh, Aaron throws or sacks or whatever. But we can't just like close our eyes and pretend that you, you didn't see uh, Zach standing there with a clean pocket and missing. people. It happened too many times on Sunday. Eric is calling in from Belgium. Wants to get into uh, Mike White. All right, let's do it. Well... It's uh, Eric from Belgium. Um, don't want to say I told you so, but I did make a call to you earlier in the week, later in the week, once I found out Wilson was starting. And uh, he's gotten better, but I'm sorry. 
Mike White has to play when he's ready. There's just Mike White needs to play. I pray to God he plays against the Jags because we're not beating them with that. We're just not. I mean, he played okay today. But, like, the interception, the overthrow to Moore, Moore was open on that play. Um, He underthrew him. Not overthrew him. He underthrew him from what I saw. Um, Taking sacks, two sacks again on the the, um, final drive. You know, yeah, it was a miraculous throw to Moore, but, like, the two sacks, you know, I don't want to hear the defense didn't do a good job because they did. You know, they they um they only gave up really one touchdown. You can't ask anything more of them. Yeah, they gave up a final. They they broke at the end. Eventually, you're going to break it. Just, they need to score points. If Mike White were in there, we would have scored on multiple drives. I have no doubt about that. That defense blows. I'm sorry. The Lions defense sucks nuts. I'm not giving them any credit. Sucks nuts. Um, we're a better team than them. We're a better team than the Vikings. Um, you know, I think Minnesota were more even. We're a better team than Detroit. And, um, well, I think we've got our answer. I mean, I think, you know, I, I know, I know, I know I already know the answer, but I want to see what you think. Um, pray to God Mike White starts on um, Thursday. Yeah, it's not. He's not going to be good to go for Thursday. Your best case is that he's available for the Seattle game. Um, Mike White wouldn't have been able to make the. He wouldn't have been able to make the touchdown throw to uh, CJ Uzama, but he makes more of the throws that Zach misses, and it probably evens out. And to the defense's credit, they have really no margin of error. They allowed thirteen points. Thirteen. And that wasn't enough. It's not good. That's an indictment on the offense. And the special teams for giving up a touchdown. And Braxton Berrios, who had a tough day again. It's it's hard. It, it, it's really hard right now to to watch this team struggle. It's, they're going through it, and they need to snap out of it and snap out of it quickly. We're going to go out to Will calling in from uh, Dallas. Hey, Matt. Will calling from Dallas. Um, I'm in the car on the highway, so hopefully you can hear me. Don't worry, I got cruise control on. But hopefully you can hear me. Um, I I don't even know what to say. Um, I think I I finished watching the game in my car in in the parking lot, so... I think my steering wheel and the dents in it will tell you more than I can tell you about how frustrated I am about that game. Um, now, I do want to say one thing. I saw your tweet. You said that was the worst 300-plus yard two-touchdown game you've ever seen. Um, that would be incorrect. It's the second worst. The worst was the, the, the same quarterback. I for, uh, yeah, when, I when forgot Jack about that one. Against New England, 23 was 355, two touchdowns and three picks. Um, but, I mean, you can argue either one. Uh, well, he's got one more shot. I, I really, really doubt Mike White playing on Thursday. Um, I'm still not uh, Mike White is the answer guy, but I'm a, I'm definitely a Zach Wilson is not the guy person. Um, I still think Mike White's got some stuff to prove. But um, outside of the quarterback situation, I'm sure you'll get a lot of calls about that. Pay Quinn and Williams $500 million. I don't care. His worth. 
what he's asking for, give it to him. Oh my God, that the defense alone without winning was atrocious. What did the what did the Lions run for? It seemed like every time they ran the ball, it was eight yards of carry. No pressure. It's I, I mean it's a it's a middle of the pack defense without him. That's crazy to say, but. They didn't even remotely look like the team they used to be without without Quinn there. Pay him whatever he wants. Give him give him ownership stake. I don't care. Oh man. All right, Matt. Um. Oh, by the way, I, I decided to ask for Sauce just because because uh, Sauce is my guy. There you go. Like how you said, Garrett's your guy. Sauce is my guy. So I'm going Sauce on the the jersey curse. So hopefully he he helps me out. Um. Yeah, just wanted to get my thoughts in. Uh, thanks for everything you do. Appreciate it, my man. Yeah, good. glad you went with the sauce one. I think that's a good choice. Um, we got we did a ton of Zach stuff, so I'm going to focus on uh, the Quinn and Williams uh, that you brought up because he is he's been unbelievable, and the Jets defense missed him. They did enough, uh, or what should have been enough in the game, but there were. You're right. They're a different unit without him there, man. He, uh, Thirteen games he's played, eleven sacks in those thirteen games. He's been an absolute stud for this team. Unfortunately, he's missed time every year that he's played. You still got to find a way to you got you got to pay him. He's he just turned twenty five years old at the at the beginning of the month. This defense is significantly, significantly, significantly worse when he is not on the field. And the Jets don't have a ton of guys that they need to uh, that they draft and need to retain at least not right now. Quinn, you you have to. He's too important. He's the best interior defensive lineman not named Aaron Donald this season. And it's really not particularly close. He's trending towards playing on Thursday, and thank God, because they desperately need him. He needs to be on the football field on Sunday. That is, that or Thursday, rather. That's a fact. Let's go Constantine. He's calling at, uh, where's he calling from? Constantine is calling in from Florida, and he wants to talk uh, about, a free agent quarterback, or not a free agent quarterback, but a veteran quarterback who's not on the team right now. How about that? Hey, Matty. Hey, buddy. This is Constantine from Florida. Listen, Matt, I got to have a serious talk with you, pal. I don't think this situation is going to get any better with Zach Wilson. He didn't play bad today. But all I got to say is one thing. Look at how the Raiders came back again against the Patriots in the fourth quarter, needing a touchdown in less than two minutes. Who's at the helm? Derek Carr. Who do we need to get in order to get over the hump? We need Derek Carr. Mike White, he's a good quarterback, but I think he's a backup, in all honesty. Zach Wilson, maybe he's a starter for another team, but not ours. Chemistry is a very important thing between receiver and quarterback, and all I saw of Derek Wilson was frustrated the entire game with Zach Wilson. You can't have that chemistry interrupted and have a potent offense. We need a potent offense because our defense is legit. Now, our defense did let up one time, I think, this whole year, and that was that play to the tight end for the Lions to take the lead late in the game. That put them ahead for good. But in all honesty, you and I both know our defense has been carrying us games, too. So Zach played well, and I think he showed some strides. 
But if we're going to consider ourselves a contender, and mainly next year, because I don't know if we're even in the playoff picture right now. But real quick, I'm not going through another Ken O'Brien bullshit era. <laughs> I'm not going through that. We need to get a quarterback that's going to take control of this offense and take them to the next step. Mark Sanchez took us to two straight AFC championships, mainly because of our defense. He wasn't even good enough to get us over the hump and get us into the Super Bowl. You think Zach Wilson is? I think it's the same exact scenario if we stick with Wilson. We might make it to an AFC championship, and that's it. The bus stops there. Get Derek Carr. Get a veteran that knows how to handle these situations late in games. That doesn't panic. That knows how to act when a situation gets tough. Again, I'm not going through another quarterback like Ken O'Brien. Not doing it. I've been watching the Jets for 53 years, bro. Enough is enough. I get it. Anyway, tell me what you think. And as always, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 let's go. I love Merry it. Merry Christmas, buddy. Merry Christmas to you as well. I appreciate your energy each and every week. It makes me happy whenever I hear your voice pop on. Uh, Derek Carr, I don't know why, and there's some fans, and whether it's just the Jets or just in general, I don't know why there are so many people who would be against the idea of Derek Carr. I don't think they realize how good he is. He completes, for his career, 64.6% of his passes. This year, 61-2, which would be the lowest since 2015. But last year, 68-4, 67-3, 70.4, 68-9. He's thrown for 4,000 yards. 2018-19-20-21, he's at 33 uh, 3,300 right now, which paced out over a full season. His pace this year is 4,065 yards, 28 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Yards per attempt right over seven, 89-2 rating. He would, be, he would legitimately probably be the second-best quarterback in franchise history behind Joe Namath the second he put on a Jets uniform. Do I think he's an absolute star? No. Is he a good quarterback? Yes. And he will win you a, a ton of games. And he doesn't miss time. He's played 16, 16, 15, 15, 16, 16, 16, 17, and all 14 games so far this year. That is also important. He is 31 years old. He'll, thir he'll turn 32 in March. I'd imagine he still has some years left under his belt. Uh, I, I don't get the Derek Carr hate. I, I don't get it. Let's go out to James. He wants to talk about uh, Wilson outside the pocket and Mike LaFleur. Hey, Matt. Uh, my name's James. I'm, um, you know, after what I saw today was the lines. You know, I just think I just think Mike LaFleur cannot have a job by next year. I mean, and the play calling was just horrendous in my opinion. I mean, um, I mean, why why are we not playing the Zach Wilson strength here? I mean, in the second quarter when, you know, he, I thought he played his best. Actually, he did play his best. It's not even really a debate. You know, they had him rolling out of the pocket. They had these bootlegs, you know, going down the field. And then in the third quarter of the second half, the rest of the second half, they just completely abandoned that. I mean, I just don't understand. I mean, when you keep him in the pocket, you know, he turns into Zach Wilson. 
But, you know, when, when you roll them out a little bit, you know, that's, that's when you're playing to his strength. And when you keep him in the pocket, you're, you're playing to his weaknesses. And I don't know what game before I was watching there to, like, not see that. I mean, his play calling has been bad all year, in my opinion. I think he's just got to go. All right, see you, Matt. I love the show. I I don't see them moving on from either coordinator. Um, I I really don't. I don't see them pulling the plug on on Mike Lafleur. He deserves some critique for what uh, for the for the job that he's done on offense. But with with everything that they've dealt with, the quarterback play that they have dealt with, the injuries on the offensive line, he's fine. He's not an elite play caller. He's not an abysmal play caller. He's middle of the road. He's fine. I, I don't, yes, should he roll him out some more? Yes, but should Zach also like be able to hit a, a throw that 31 other quarterbacks hit? Probably. I would say probably yes. Let's go to Shane in Jersey calling in. He wants to get into takeaways on both sides of the ball from the game this past week. Hey, Mr. Matt O'Leary, what's going on? Uh, Shane from Jersey giving you a quick call. Uh, yesterday kind of sucked, uh, but unfortunately, being a Jets fan for this long, I am kind of numb to games like these and losses like this, so whatever, man, got to move on, short week. Uh, I just wanted to call with, you know, two kind of my, I think, biggest takeaways for the game. One, defense absolutely, I think, exposed without Quinton Williams. They, they didn't give up a ton of points or anything crazy, but I mean, like, no pass rush, the short check down. Um, and I think that, honestly, like the defense, but also like the D coordinator, I think we just kind of were able to play like this softer coverage this year with, you know, soft and read and then having a good rush. But yesterday, like no rush, golf was just checked down city down the field. Those, how many, how many five to seven yard like hitches did he throw, swing out and stuff like that? I mean, and then Quinn, yeah, he, we see how big he is now, how he really is an X factor on, on the defense, helping out for like the linebackers and the safety troubles because, Boy, did that hurt yesterday. And then on that big play, Quinn and the team's always come up with a big play on third and fourth down. Um, massive touchdown was an absolute killer. That's one. And two, again, like being numb, I'm obviously pretty upset and you know, mad we lost, but I think yesterday was a big game of, like, what Zach Wilson is. Um, I, I don't know if he's going to be, and I don't think he'll be the QB going into next year. And, like, 300 yards yesterday, but 50% completion uh, didn't – Lose us a game, but didn't do nearly enough to win. Yep. Um, the the missing the, like the, the inconsistency is a killer, and that's just what really hurts. Like the second overall pick, he he has the ability to make all the big plays, but they're just so few and far between. And those like the, everything in between is like you're holding your breath and you're petrified of what may happen. Um, and that's just too scary, man. I, I think that was like a big for me, like eyes wide open kind of thing for Zach Wilson. So. You know, we saw a lot, and it kind of made me see a little clear of what he uh, kind of is. So, you know, what are you going to do? And then also, just I wanted to end on this tweet I saw from somebody. Um, a lot of there's also a lot of drops with like Zach and even like Mike White a bit in the past. Um, Zach never like makes a fit when anybody drops a ball, and I know he sails some of these passes and like Garrett or Elijah get animated. And I really did like the tweet that like you know Zach doesn't bat an eye when these guys drop a really good ball to him that was a hard throw and. You know, he, he misses the throws here and there, but, like, the animation, I think, has to stop a little bit. Like, just, you know, relax a little bit. That was just my final thought. But other than that, yeah, what do you think about my takeaways and the final thought? All righty. Be good, man. Catch you later. Peace.
Thank you, man. Yeah, I want I want to talk about that because you brought that up and no one really else says. We, we did a lot of the Zach discourse already today. Uh, I agree with you, man. Quentin Williams is just such a huge difference maker on this defense, but I can't say that I necessarily blame Garrett Wilson for showing the frustration. He wears his emotions and his heart on his sleeve, um, and he got, got frustrated in the moment, and I get it. It's frustrating. You probably prefer if that doesn't happen, and I know people run with that and say, oh my God, they hate playing for him, but then you also see, like, after the game, Garrett Wilson going up to, to Zach and giving him a hug and talking to him like, we got you. Um, so I really I look at Garrett as a, as a leader on this team. Do I wish he wasn't maybe as animated? I guess. I think it's a little bit nitpicky, but I, I hear where you're coming from. I would prefer if it wasn't there. Um, but, yeah, Zach Wilson, at least I would say his attitude on the field is – is fine. He's, he doesn't get get mad um, at any of the teammates. Not that he really, you know, is in a ton of opportunities where he can get mad, but it, it's tough. You see those big th- the big throws and the big plays, and you get excited, and then you just the, the little things are, aren't there consistently enough. James from New York is calling in next. He wants to talk about the Jets special team. Let's do it. Hey, Matt, what's going on? James from New Jersey. How's it going? I'm sorry. We'll do James from New Jersey first and then James from New York after. Sorry about that. I make, I The two James back-to-back threw me off. We'll do James New Jersey first, then we'll go James New York. What's going on, James from New Jersey? How's it going, buddy? Um, Good, I'm trying to think of the last time I called you. Was it? I think it was when Mike White won the Chicago game and I told, I told you that Mike White stole Zach to hold his beer. Um, I think... <laughs> I think the football gods are making me eat my words. <laughs> but anyway, um, listen, I'm going to be honest. I did not watch the Lions Jet, uh, the Lions Jet game because I was at a meeting all, all Sunday. So I can't be the one to criticize or that was good or that was bad. Like, listen, the New York Jets, the New York Jets lost the game against the Lions. It wasn't all on Zach. It was a collective effort. Braden Man, uh, you know, Braden Man screwed up a punt that led to a punt touchdown. Defense gave up on fourth and one or fourth inches, what I'm hearing. And, you know, Zach did miss, miss some big throws. It was just a New York Jets loss. That's how I see it. Um, and right now we need Zach again for us to still be alive in the playoffs. Like, I think it's possible. I think we can win and we can beat, um, we can beat Jacksonville, but it's going to be a collective effort from the team, the offense, defense, the coaching staff. Everyone needs to be, needs to set the tone. I don't think it's just, uh, you know, just Zach, but, you know, because, you know, listening to everyone from Carton to Tiki and Tierney to obviously Joe Benigno to, uh, to, to Chris Sims and Mike Florio, it's just the New York media, you know, and this instant coffee thing that John Apollo talks about, like, I get what he's, you know, like, we want it now, unfortunately, but we got it, we can't be critical. Right now, Zach's the only option, and we can't turn against him, unfortunately. And because, you know, we can't, we can't have Joe Flacco be on the freaking sideline. I mean, no. be on the field. That's no way, no, no way, no how. But anyway, I'm just spinning my rules here, just putting my opinion out there, I'm not trying to be Zach Trufer, not trying to be, uh, un- or irrational. I'm trying to be a realistic football and also Jets fan. But let me know what you think. Go Jets. Actually, I'll be on the game Thursday, so hopefully I go two and one for being on a Jets game. There you go, man. Yeah. Thank you so much for checking in with us as always, James. Hope you're doing well, buddy. Um, I agree with a lot of things you said. They don't really have a choice right now. 
with like I and yes, Robert Sala is very public with his backing of Zach, but what the hell? What do you want him to say? He's gonna say, yeah, Zach. Zach sucks. He's not the answer. He's not gonna go up to the the podium and say that. I know that's not what you're saying, by the way, James. I'm just putting that out there into out there because I've seen that. Um, take it week to week and see, man. That's it. You can't Flacco. You can't put out there. I know people are gonna call for Strevler, and maybe there's a Strevler package, but they need to win this game. He needs to play better, and then who knows? Who knows what happens in Seattle? Maybe they go back to Mike White at that point. Maybe he's cleared. But it, it, there were some things he did in the game that were that were good. There were other things he really struggled with. So it wasn't, I don't know. I don't think you could really say that he was good or necessarily really say that he was bad either. It's kind of, it, it was okay because there were some good moments and then some really bad moments. So it was kind of middle of the road. Let's close out. We'll go back to James from New York. Hey, Matt, it's James from New York. Uh, I wanted to talk today and, and ask you kind of your opinion on the Jet uh, special teams play uh, in particular, like kind of how it's, it's been definitely looking like a bit of a letdown recently. Um, I, I, I pulled up some stats online and, you know, just taking a look through, I mean, Berrios last year averaged 30 yards per return on kickoffs, uh, about 13 and a half yards per return on, uh, on punt returns. Uh, both of those are pretty down. You know, he's down to about 22 and a half on kickoff this year and about 12 on punt returns. Uh, there's clearly been some pretty glaring plays like where maybe he's let some punts, uh, you know, bounce that he could have fair caught. You know, just doesn't seem like he's, he's quite clicking. He's not, not sure what's happened there. Obviously, kicking has been a huge upgrade with Zerline this year. Um, but, you know, Braden Mann hasn't been great either. The Jets have allowed. Uh, two of the three punt return touchdowns this season, uh, both of which were in incredibly critical moments. Uh, you know, obviously the Patriots game that we, we got walked off on and then against, uh, against Detroit there, that was, uh, you know, really the, the early touch, the only touchdown they had in the first half. Um, just, you know, seems like special teams has been a bit of a letdown to this, to this Jets team, uh, this season. And I'm, I'm curious on what your thoughts are on maybe what you know why that might be happening. You know what's going on with Braxton? He's clearly not been the same player, um, and you know what potential outlooks there could be going forward to improve that. Uh, quick, uh, quick hitting thing here at the end. Also, man, Zach, Zach. I know everyone's talking about it. Zach is confusing the heck out of me. Like he makes some throws where I'm like, this guy looks like Mahomes out there. Like that fourth and eighteen play uh, at the end of the game there. I mean, in, in, incredible. Wild. You know, get scrambling out of the pocket, making that throw. Uh, he just doesn't – seems like if a drive doesn't start off well for him, he crumbles quick. Like, he seems to be such a momentum player. If he can get get a drive moving, I feel like we're going all the way down the field. But the issue is that percentage is so low. Like, he's just – you know, a lot of the time we're going three and out. Like, I think that's why a lot of people, despite similar maybe, you know, stat lines, are looking at Mike White and saying, wow, he's so much better of a quarterback. Because at least when Mike White – like on the field, I feel like the offense is moving a higher percentage of drives. Whether they finish them or not, you know, that's still kind of a question mark. But it just seems like if, if Zach starts off with an incomplete pass or something, like he just can't do anything uh, the rest of that drive. So let me know your thoughts. Thanks for taking my call. And uh, go Jack. Yeah, I think that's a big thing also right now for me as well um, with with Mike White and Zach Wilson. Mike White is, does, is doing the little things well and making the little things 
the easy things look easy. There we go. I think that's the best way to do it. Um, and the, you're right. Brain Man is just hasn't been very good. He hasn't. He had that nice onside kick. That was great. I loved seeing it again back in week two. That was a miracle. Um, but the guy has stunk. Stunk. He's been really bad. They had Morstead on the roster last year, and he was better. And they let him walk. And now he's punting for a division rival who you're chasing in the Miami Dolphins. And Barrios, like, he went from literally an all-pro last year, one of the best special teamers in the entire NFL. He has zero confidence right now in either... With his returns, his he doesn't know when to feel the punt or when not to right now. And he he's drops. Another one hits him in the hands. Was it a fastball from Zach? Should he have taken a little bit off? Yeah, probably. But catch the ball, dude. How many times? It was, it's been an adventure for him returning this year. And especially lately. I think he's been, he's been so in his head the last three weeks. It's not even funny. But that he is significantly underwhelmed so far this year. So, all right, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with me for this episode. Please make sure to subscribe, whether you get the show on YouTube or in audio form. Subscribe, leave a comment or review. Really helps me out a lot. I appreciate the love and support. We're on social media at Just Jets Pod on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Matt O'Leary and Y on social media and on YouTube. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's hope the Jets keep their season alive. And I'll talk to you next time.